0: welcome to two dudes in a canoe i'm junior and i'm jordan we're two pastors who do enough preaching instead we just want to have some conversations about
1: life so come on and hop in and if you haven't yet subscribed we'd love for you to be a regular whether you're on a
0: run in the kitchen or on your commute grab a paddle hop in the canoe let's navigate a river together
1: Junior, we heard a pretty cool story the other day in staff meeting. Yeah, we did. And I thought those who jump in our canoe on a regular basis would love to hear it too. Yeah, for sure. This is so cool. Yeah, there, there was a woman who texted one of our other coworkers. Yeah, and says that she struggles and been struggling for a long time with anxiety. Right, it's the worst. And she listened to our Anxiety River, and then instantly was healed. Yeah, right away. Of all of her anxieties and worries never experienced it again. Ever? <laughs> no, not not really. But what actually happened though, she did. She did say that she was just really struggling. Uh, woke up in the morning, remembered our podcast, uh, and then remembered and said, "Hey, I, you know what? No matter how I feel, I got to get to church. I got to worship the Lord. I got to get my eyes and start serving other people." And she did, and honestly, has made incredible strides—not yeah. just with her anxiety, but also in her faith, which is amazing. Right. So, going down that river really helped her. Yeah. And listen, that's we, we love just messing around. We love reviewing products and yeah. giving you guys some really insightful making, canoes,
0: <laughs> making fun of each other,
1: making fun. But this is that's why we do this. Yeah. Right. We, we honestly we want to bread content yeah. and and help. Help you
0: and it's why we ask you to share each episode you never know who sees and hops in as well and you never know the difference just one share makes so keep sharing keep sharing these rivers That's right and if
1: you don't you don't care about people and you're a terrible person boom Parenting River. Here we are. Like Junior, why would anyone who's not a parent want to hop in the canoe for this one at all? Yeah, well, <laughs> why would they want to hop in the canoe ever, period, for anything? Because your anxiety <laughs> will be cured. <laughs> but seriously, I, I do know a good percentage in our canoe are single. So yeah, don't, yeah. I
0: have kids. It's, well, yeah, not just that, but some of our most faithful canoers are single. And then another good percentage of our listeners are close to past the parenting stage or are past the parenting stage. Yeah, so why give it a listen? Uh, well, last week I watched a two-hour documentary on the Mafia. I'm not planning on joining the mafia.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) point. It's just fun to see how the world works. I mean, seriously, kids are precious, whether they're yours, neighbor kids, or kids you teach or coach, grandkids. I don't care who you are. Some sort of little eyes are on you at some point, and you're responsible for that. And if there are no little eyes on you at all, you should make a bigger difference in the world and influence the next generation. Hmm. That, and I guess I'm just a big believer in just because it doesn't seem relevant Doesn't mean you can't, it can't be interesting and good to know. It's the same, like, why would I watch a mafia documentary? It's it's just good stuff to know. So, whether you're single, you're old, or you're not going to be a parent, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We should be well rounded and learned enough to converse and help and add value to others. Yeah.
1: And to be fair, I don't think watching a mafia documentary is going to really make you a well rounded
0: person, but no, it could. I I could rule them off. Yeah, you can. I've learned a lot of leadership stuff in that. Have you really? Yeah, listen to this podcast or I'll pop you.
1: Oh my word. <laughs> but also, I mean, I do think learning about kids no matter what, it's part of our whole society. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hitler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go for the floppy Hitler. The,
1: the, what no, about Hitler? Hitler? Dude, don't you know Hitler's big quote? No. He alone who owns the youth gains the future. Hmm. Isn't that deep. Yeah, that's good. Well, he wasn't, maybe he wasn't such a
0: bad <laughs> Yes, He was. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I'm he was terrible, but, but he knew something important. I, but it does remind me of Tupac's quote. <laughs> Seriously, we've gone from the mafia to Hitler to Tupac. But Tupac said, I may not change the world, but I guarantee I'll spark the mind that does. Mm hmm. Just about all about influencing the That's next right. generation is what you should be doing. Plus, here's the other reason you got to listen. We got a special guest coming on in a bit, and he is fun to talk to. And he's not Hitler or Tupac, <laughs> or in the mafia, <laughs> at least that we know. But I'll tell you what, being parents, it's awesome, and yes. junior, it's a big part
1: of both of your and my identity. Yeah, we absolutely. Love being. Dads. I, I
0: would even say before being pastors we're dads. Yeah, and I before be being dads were husbands, but yeah. dad's a big part of it.
1: And it, it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. And we'll probably talk about some of more of the challenges with our guests. But for sure. Talk about some of the fun. What's yeah. it, do you have
0: any good fun stories? Oh, yeah. Well, you were telling me uh, one about Brixton the other day as we were leaving the office. You made me laugh pretty yeah, good. Yeah. That one, that's one thing about kids is they just, they're like free
1: entertainment. Right. They always are making us laugh. Yeah. This is just last week. Brixton was watching, or with Lindsay, some girl, you know, all done up, all kind of was wearing this low cut dress. Yeah. And she comes on the screen and Brixton looks at her and goes, Mommy, wow. Look at that girl. <laughs> And then my wife's like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, Shh, "That girl's wearing green. That's my favorite <laughs> color."
0: <laughs> Let me just like the innocence is <laughs> just isn't the, the best. I, I love that. It's yeah, like uh, yesterday morning I was brushing my teeth and um, Reese, she's four. Uh, you know i'm brushing my teeth my boxers and she points at you know the <laughs> flap in the front of the boxers she oh, points no. at, and she's like what do you put in that pocket oh no <laughs> go talk to your mother yeah. i'm brushing my teeth <laughs> that's mommy's that's mommy's favorite pocket <laughs> so whether you're single a parent past parenting you love kids or you hate them stick around yep there's gems all along this river for everyone
1: speaking of gems we have a gem for you river views views you Junior, we've reviewed a lot of stuff this season, from nice sharpeners to yep. incense waterfalls. Yeah, your
0: risque jaw workout.
1: <laughs> but I, but I want to switch things up a bit. Okay. Y- you know, we're coming off Thanksgiving. Yep. I think it would be, how do you say, a wise idea yeah. to review our wives'
0: Thanksgiving cooking from this past weekend. Agreed. You know, reviews help you get better. Yeah. Jordan, I actually have an annual <laughs> review of Nicole. She comes into my office, and we talk about just how she's doing, you know, as as a wife, how she can improve. I give her a grade at the end of the year. You know what?
1: I just want to say, most people would cancel you. Good for you.
0: (laughs) Good for you. And before you cancel us, just know that I'm joking. Could you imagine if I actually tried to do a review?
1: I would be dead. Oh, no. But but we are not joking about reviewing our wives' Thanksgiving cooking. That's a real
0: thing that's going to happen. We are going to do it. And before the Karens and the Snowflakes get all bent out of shape and call us toxic men, You gotta know this. We got our wives permission for this. They think this is fun. Not everyone is easily offended and bent out of shape. We married some fun girls. Yeah. So this is with our wives' permission.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, Junior, I've been preparing my wife for this day since the day we got married. Have you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the very first meal she ever made me. <laughs> the very first one. Yeah, she actually got mad about it, so she wasn't yeah. caring. <laughs> but the very first one, I, I gave her a scale. Uh, a Gor- my, it's a Gordon Ramsay scale, okay, so that's it's very high. And I gave her a B on the Gordon oh, Ramsay
0: that's a really good grade for Gordon yeah, Ramsay Ram- What does scale? she want? An A?
1: She didn't go to <laughs> culinary school. And so I've been preparing her for this day.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing, though, Jordan. It is funny how upset people get when we talk like this. Because, I mean, honestly, we're joking right now. But I I run across people sometimes, they get triggered by like a harmless joke I had in a sermon. Sometimes, if I like, you know, poke fun at my wife a little bit, which I'll do. And it's like, my goodness, you must be a treat to be married to. (laughs) Like, this type of stuff just speaks to how great and how confident and how fun our wives are as women. It's just funny to me. Those who get triggered those who walk around with a chip on their shoulder, they never really have a good marriage or are happy. They're just, they're miserable.
1: That's true. And I think that we've worn down our wives so much that they're, <laughs> they're just happy no matter what now. Right, right. Uh, no, but we should take them on a special date for letting us do this.
0: Yeah, we should. And to show them good cooking. <laughs> oh, oh, zing. I kid, I did. <laughs> All right, Jordan, let's start with you. Let's review two dishes our wives made. You go first.
1: All right. Two things my wife always makes. Yeah. Number one, green bean casserole
0: dang classic yeah number
1: two good. uh sweet potatoes with little marshmallows on top oh yeah, yeah, yeah. what's that called
0: I think it's sweet potatoes
1: <laughs> sweet potato with the marshmallows <laughs> <laughs> so uh tell me about this green bean casserole yeah so here, here's the thing it's good a little a little soupy this year could add a little more crunch on it but it's i'll tell you what the flavor the profile really came together
0: what do you mean what do you mean by crunch
1: uh, she put little crunchy tops jalapeno crunch oh, on top cool. of it that's cool jalapeno i like that that was a great creative twist okay. hasn't done that before right. uh, and so for the creativity i'm going to give this a solid four stars four stars
0: that's, four that's to, good yeah uh, yeah this good. okay yeah. green bean casserole four stars yeah. all right sweet what about potato you potato with the marshmallows
1: sweet potato with the marshmallows yeah, honestly Kind of skimped out on the whole marshmallows this year. Oh my goodness! We're gonna go with a two. It, it's the inflation. It's the inflation. We're going two stars on that. We need some more marshmallows. Okay. Okay. So, Lindsay, if we average that out, uh, it's three stars.
0: You're <laughs> slipping. You're slipping on the Gordon Ramsay scale. <laughs> I feel like we're just asking for this to be canceled. <laughs> we're so screwed. <laughs> Okay, I'm not dying alone here. What, 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 what do you got? I'll jump into this, too. I can't review my wife's turkey because I make the turkey. I smoke the turkey. So and can obviously I Obviously, five, five stars? stars. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, thank you. But the two things my wife made for review is her cranberry relish and her stuffing. Uh. We'll start with the stuffing. Okay. I hate stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> I never like stuffing. I mean, it's like soggy chunks of bread taken out of a turkey's butt. I love like, stuffing. No, I mean, what are we doing people with this? Her uh. stuffing, uh, not bad. She had sausage to it, so that at least adds a star. The thing of it is is she doesn't make it from scratch. She makes it out of a box. Uh, Yeah. a box? Now, she adds stuff, but still, it's out of a box. So, eh, add 2.5 stars. If I like stuffing, maybe go higher. Yeah. However, her cranberry (laughs) relish, now we're talking. Yeah. She takes oranges and cranberries and, I don't know, fruit of heaven, blends them up. It's incredible. I eat it by the spoonful. Uh, you eat the cranberries by the spoonful. Oh heck yeah! The sauce. Wow. Four point five stars. So wow. What is that? What's the average of that? Two point five to four point five is uh, what is that like? Never can get a math, but I think it's three point 3.2? He's like 3.2. You said two point five and four
1: point five, right? So right in the middle. Oh 3. yeah. Three point five. <laughs>
0: All right. Three point five stars. They're lucky. <laughs> they are uh, lucky women. Lucky women. So Jordan, growing up in my group of friends, my dad was like the dad my friends all liked and like thought was cool. I imagine your dad was similar. Yeah, I mean oh my dad was super well liked
1: cool I
0: don't know I don't know about that <laughs> come on I mean, Larry come on uh, he, he was so yeah, yeah, yeah. well liked yeah well that's what's so funny is like, I love my dad he's one of the my, one of my best friends you know I'm not sure he's like the cool hip edgy kind of guy but my friends all thought he was the coolest because he took an interest in us hmm. he would ask to listen to the music we listen to or he yeah. would ask us how things are going on at school and, and nothing like that like I'm checking in on you you know and I'm gonna make a judgment on everything you say Though no, I'm sure maybe he was trying to check in on us but my dad was different than the other dads in that he genuinely genuinely took an interest in me and my friends
1: yeah that's cool my dad was the same way he was a youth pastor so his job was literally to do just that yeah. so it was to take an interest in my friends and uh and no he was he was great at it he had kids all the time my friends liked him i think and told him a lot more things than they ever told me yeah personally and same thing he just took an interest in them and in their families which uh, i think
0: that shows like a uh how well he's doing not just as a dad but also as a youth pastor because absolutely. i know it's his job but at the same time i know a lot of pastors who i'm sorry but they just suck as dads yeah Like the ministry is everything for them and not their family, which Mm. is absolute opposite of what it should be. Absolutely. But this is so foundational, not just for parenting, but grandparenting and coaching and leading and influencing the next generation. Genuinely taking an interest in those who are younger gives you influence over them. Totally. I don't think we take an interest in kids naturally. No way. Especially teenagers. Yeah. Right.
1: Junior, you and I were both youth pastors. Right. And how often do we hear parents say things like, I just,
0: I can't understand my teenager. It's like they're speaking a whole different language. language yeah right it's like yeah they are yeah (laughs) but they act like you know you got to crack the coat or something i felt that this summer um so i haven't been a youth pastor for 10 years but this summer i oversaw our interns at our at our camp you know teenagers great teenagers too like really good kids i sit with them at our first meal and i had no idea what they were talking about like these music artists have no idea what they're talking about using lingo like drip and yeah. I Again, I have no idea <laughs> what they're saying. I felt so old. Then to make matters worse, I mentioned the band Sublime. You remember Sublime? No. You don't remember Sublime? No. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's a band that I listened to in high school, big band. And, uh, and the kid said, oh, yeah, those guys are awesome. Uh, they're oldies, right? Sublime. <laughs> I felt so old and disconnected. And I walked away from that first dinner thinking, there's no way this summer that I'm going to be able to influence these guys. They're not going to take me seriously. There's no way I'm going to be able to take them under my wing because they speak a totally different language than I do.
1: But the thing of it is, and I know I did say that they speak a different language, but right. in reality, they, they don't. I mean, no. yeah, they have a different lingo and they have different interests. But right. speaking of their language and influencing kids. Uh, it's a lot more easy than we'd like to think.
0: I like that you say that Jordan, because I think this is a gift of yours. Like if I had my own podcast, there's just one dude Nick a yeah. and we we're going to talk about influencing the next generation. You'd be an expert that I would bring in to talk about this because oh, you kind. connect with people so well from all different walks of life. I mean, you're a campus pastor now, so yeah. you're talking, I mean, you talked with the lady out in the cold. She had to be in her 70s, 80s. And you guys are talking like your old friends. But yeah. then you've got students, you know, high school students yeah. still popping into your office.
1: And, and honestly, it is as easy as just finding what they're interested in and then taking an interest in it. Yeah. That's all it is. I, I mean, I remember this one kid who I, I pr- probably has never had a friend in his life, like really sad, but came, c- came to our youth group. And I just found out he likes, he likes Pokemon. Uh, I remember like two things from Pokemon growing up, but. I just would ask him all about Pokemon, and he would, he could sit for hours and talk to me about Pokemon. Yeah. And I would honestly just sit there and I would pretend like I'm interested yeah. and ask him a few good questions. And we grew into better friends because of that. And I was yeah. able to influence him, getting to start serving in our church, meeting other friends just because I sat for an hour and listened to a right. Pico uh, Pico Wakachu Pikachu or yeah, Pikachu. <laughs> I mean,
0: but I like that you said it. it's not yeah. rocket science to, oh. you know, to take an interest in somebody. Kids mainly crave what we crave, to feel loved. Yeah. And kids, without often saying it, what they really crave is for you to dive into their world and ask questions yeah. and take an interest. Their world may seem ridiculous, but the more you hang in there and have fun and listen, the more they're willing to open up to you and be influenced by you. And again, this is so foundational for parenting. I'd kind of forgotten about that. I was uh, I was reminded of that last night, actually, Jordan. Uh, last night, you know, church, we have a, a parent, parent night for our kids program on Monday yeah. nights and, uh, and I hate parent night. Oh my goodness. I know it sounds bad because I'm a pastor, but yeah. I just hate going. Oh, I don't like going. And, and usually because during the kids program, I have guys over to my house, you know, for yeah. fires. It's like, dang it, I got to like, you know, cancel that. So I didn't want to go to parent night, but you know, I walk in and my daughter, um, and she has not been she's been like not leaving me alone about going to her parent night you know leaving me like little reminders all over the house leaving it on on different things <laughs> yeah wait, junior what was the note that the teacher told you to put on that <laughs> coffee mug <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you got to hear this so the church uh, teacher tells my daughter you know put this reminder on your dad's coffee so that he sees when he drinks his coffee he sees a reminder and my daughter goes my dad doesn't drink coffee he drinks whiskey <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a problem anyway so so my daughter's been leaving these reminders you know about parent night i don't want to go sucked up sucked up Up and went, and uh, she's just as proud as a peacock the whole night, you know, showing me her games and showing me the verses and showing me the motions to the songs that they sing. Yeah, because you got in her world, right? How important is that?
1: Yeah, like right now, Brixton, he started watching these marble videos on YouTube. (laughs) Marble, marble, like like a round marbles. Yeah, yeah, and it's like goes down these tracks. Oh, cool! And they race. Okay, and so he's gotten really into them, and so I got him this big marble run set, and. I just thought, oh, great, I can get him this set, and he can just play by himself and yeah. leave me alone. But boy, was it like that was I wrong. All he wants to do is me and him have these marble competitions <laughs> where we race the marbles.
0: So, And I'll tell you what, though. It, it's getting into his it, world. It gets into his world. I yeah, choose the blue the one.
1: I choose the red, and we gamble and bet. And it's been a really good thing.
0: I just hope he never outgrows it. In the high school, he's like inviting his <laughs> <He's> friends over. <laughs> you will be, be that one kid. <laughs> you want to come see my marble collection? <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you take one thing from this river, this is it. And Brad, Brian's coming in soon. We'll talk about great stuff. But, but, but without this, you're just not going to have much influence yeah. over your kids or your grandkids or over the team. Get into their world. Take an interest in them. That gives you relational capital to be able to influence and guide them. And when you guide them, guide them to this podcast
1: where they will hear
0: news
1: so this is a true headline a woman who married herself is now divorcing herself after Uh-oh. meeting someone new <laughs> so this girl how does that breakup go there's there a not, lot of questions it's not you here. it's me it's not you it's but me. it is kind of you and it is kind of me yeah she so she this is the story she got tired of relying on men Okay. So she so decided this to. This is the
0: type of person who would hate <laughs> how we reviewed our <laughs> wife's cooking. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So she grew tired of relying on men, and so she did, decided to marry herself in a formal ceremony.
0: A formal ceremony. You can imagine being at
1: that ceremony? Like yeah.
0: if one person's up? Do we have to give them a gift? Yeah, this is or, ridiculous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be, though. Okay. Ninety. She days. She didn't like herself. Wow. She couldn't even live with herself. <laughs> Ninety days later, she divorces herself uh, because she found someone new. That poor guy. So was she cheating poor on herself? Girl. Oh. So wow. many questions, so little time. news All right, I see Brian heading in here. Yeah,
0: he deserves an intro.
1: You're right. Hit it.
0: Standing six foot two. Whoa, he's so tall. His wife calls him a silver fox. Meow. All the Ritalin in the world couldn't bring this man down. A player of percussion, a connoisseur of coke, he's an indoor man, the Jacob of Esau, husband to Michelle, father to two amazing boys,
1: and Brian freaking Nelson. Welcome in, buddy.
0: You know, Brian, you actually did a lot to help us out for the first bit of our podcasting world. Like I did. know. Brian's I one know of those jack-of-all-trade kind of guys, lover of statistics. Kind, of. I mean, I don't know if you love statistics, Numbers but you're guy. good with them. Numbers yeah, guy. Yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of um, brain man. Yeah, yeah. Just sees numbers. Yeah. A little bit. So Brian was helping a us out bit. with just kind of learning the co- podcast world and, yeah. and sharing podcast sites. And, and so he was like a big, basically helped push
2: the canoe. Two dudes. Yeah. I kind of shoved it off the... You know the side Shut of the lake, the man.
0: <laughs> so Brian, as with each guest, we, we got to get to know you just a, a little bit here, and, and the best way to get to know you is to play a little game that we like to play called "Would You Rather." And Jordan, this is it, has got these cards. We reviewed this game earlier this season on this "Would You Rather" game. Gave it a five star. And so yeah. Brian, we got a little. If you had to
1: five, okay. star. but it's, it's really "Would You Rather." Would you rather when you go out, you always have to be on a leash, which okay. could be good for That's,
2: you. That's that would be. Is this? Who did your did my therapist tell you to say these things?
1: <laughs> Number 2. Every minute you need to tell everyone what time it is. It's 3:07. So it's 3:08. Would,
2: would I rather tell people what to do or wear a leash? Well, if people know me at all, obviously I'd rather tell people what to do. So
1: every minute of the day you have to say the so minute it is. I, yeah. You would I,
2: choose that over a leash.
0: I guess well, it depends on who's holding the leash though. It's 3:09. Yeah, it
2: <laughs> I feel like some of I feel like my wife I just would be choking me the whole time with that leash. And telling people what to do is pretty Brian. This na- is a Christian podcast. <laughs> pretty, na- <laughs> yeah. I think Jordan both.
0: has a ball to exercise his jaw that you can put in your mouth as well both, when you're on both. the leash.
2: Go, <laughs> oh, both come pretty naturally. Right. Wearing a leash comes natural. So pick one. Wink. Moment of truth and. Uh, well, I'll tell people every minute because everybody's annoyed by me half the time anyway, so I might as well see it through. Can you imagine? 309. I could do that. I could do that during a staff meeting here at the bridge. Just I do, do that, that for the rest of the podcast. A baseball coach, I could just tell everybody the time every time. All right. All right.
0: Let's get into the good stuff. So basically, I mean, one reason that we – one of the many reasons that we want to bring Brian into this this canoe is when it comes to parenting, there's a lot of people out there. You could read their books, and they're just terrible parents. You know, yeah. they they think they know, but then you look at their kids. It's like, yeah, but the proof is always in the pudding. So I think with you yeah. and your life, the proof is in the pudding. Like your boys are just fantastic; they're good guys. If we man. could, if we could get more parents parenting like you and Michelle, I mean,
1: this would be like, nice. much and better. I, place. I think both your boys have also made an impact on our own young kids' life. And oh yeah. yeah, it's just they're yeah. my kids' teachers or
0: Brixton's, Brixton's? teachers. Yeah, 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 yeah there's Cubby's
1: teachers, and it's so cool. He, Brian also said a, a quote and I'll never for uh, I'll never forget it about parenting. And Brian, you remember you said that parenting is the one subject. That no one wants to uh, get so help on, it's, right?
0: Yeah,
2: it's, well, it's the one subject that everyone says, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So every parent you meet will say, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've got these kids. I have no idea what I'm doing. But how dare you tell me how to parent? Why do so well, parents most get so defensive bes- about it? I don't know. I think because our kids are our kids. So I do think there's a huh. lot of ownership and like God gave them to me and I'm in charge. So even though I don't know what I'm doing, like don't remind me I don't know what I'm doing by pointing out what I could be doing better. And That's like, don't tell me because you, you
1: don't know my kids better than I do.
2: There's a lot of that. There's a yeah. lot of like, I know this has worked for every other kid in the history of the world, but you don't know my son. Yeah, You don't know my daughter. That's and it's good. like, no, I think we do. I think they are like every other kid in the history of the world. Yeah. They're a little different, but most kids are pretty similar when you get down to it,
0: Yeah, yeah, I think. So, so far, we've quoted uh, Adolf Hitler, Tupac, and Brian Nelson in this podcast. Man, already this is – You've made this a great is, lineup. All right, so, Brian, you uh, we, we asked you to bring in just some – some ways to be better parents. Kinda of how we've been doing these rivers is, you know, three ways to look at, you know, right. marriage or three ways totally. to do it So we ask you, hey, you're a great parent. Jordan and I are still kind of in the yeah, – <laughs> It sounds really like Ross. parenting together. <laughs> Jordan and Lindsay and me and Nicole, we're still
2: – the jury's still out in our kids' right. Right. Oh, the jury's still out on Caden and Jace too, man. <laughs> I mean, they're great now, but, man, who knows? Yeah. By 18, see you later, buddy. So we'd, we'd love to hear just your thoughts, and we asked you to bring well, a few thoughts in. Yeah, I don't – I think Michelle – so Michelle's my wife. I think Michelle's been just awesome at this stuff. Honestly, I think a lot, especially early on when they were little, like I just worked a lot. I loved being with them. I never didn't love being with them, but Michelle, Michelle was a big part of this. And we would talk about parenting a lot. Uh, We never fought like we fought once we had kids, but it's a good fight. Like, It's so worth it. I I would hope parents really Why did you you get on the same page? Yeah, man. You have to be. When I was a youth pastor in Florida, I'll always remember this senior in high school. He said, every time my mom punishes me, she leaves the room and my dad will walk in literally behind her into my room and say, don't worry about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he just said, I would much rather be punished than have that.
1: And kids know. Kids are from a young age. They look for that. Like Brixton already now. if, If my wife says something no to him, he'll come to me. And ask me the same question. And he's and then,
2: three. And you got to come down hard on that. He's Absolutely. the game. Right? When they yeah. play that game, you got to come down hard and be like, wait, excuse me. I heard you ask your mom. I heard you yeah, ask yeah, your mom. Yeah. You yeah. can't. We are the same. So, Brian, what would you say,
1: though, to a couple? Because, like you said, it's hard to get on the same page. So, let's just yeah. say there's a fight, Man. a big fight with their kids of how to parent, and they just can't get on the same page. They have such a different viewpoint. What, what do That's do? tough.
2: I think when we go through these things, we'll see that there's some things that, God thinks about parenting. Okay. Okay. And then there's going to be like opinions on how to carry that out. Okay. So like discipline. Yeah. To me, if two parents are fighting over discipline, well, one of them is probably saying God's way and the other one's probably saying to not do it God's way. So Mm. for Michelle and I, we got to go back to God's way again. They never taught us how to be parents. They never taught you guys how to be parents. Nobody listening here had a course on parenting ever in high school. Probably not in college unless you took some weird major or something. And
0: then you don't listen to anything they said. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, man. We just heard the other day a junior year dad was talking about this professor of yeah. child psychology in Purdue, yeah. right? Just yeah. Got, just got arrested for locking his kid up and beating his wife. Oh, in
0: front Lord. of the kid. He's written a book on like, happiness and family dynamics. Unreal. He's beating his wife in front of his kid who's locked in the. A- unreal so the good
2: thing about that is as christians and even if you listening to this podcast and you aren't one but you're you're maybe you've thought about it before what's the bible all about the bible has the answers like people don't realize that but god's the guide so when michelle and I are fighting there's going to be opinion fights right but there's also going to be pretty big fights i think that's why we always encourage people even at our church to be like hey if you really get into one of those you just can't figure it out dude come hang out with one of the pastors we're not some magic person but we can listen and go well, maybe we should look at what God wants and then let's see not who wins, but let's see what we could do together. So, three things. Do you want to go? Th- yeah, what do you let's think? do them. Let's Yeah. Them. So, I, I was talking to my wife uh, before we take this podcast, like, what do I bring to the table here? Going back to the source of wisdom, Michelle. And uh, parent their heart is our biggest thing. Parent their heart yeah. is our biggest thing. What do you mean? We had a lot of conversations from an early age on. So, I never bought into the too young to understand. I never bought into the my kids, you know, I, I can't reason with a two year old. Uh, no, they have to listen, of course. But like, I would always talk to them. Hmm. Uh, I loved Scott's approach on, you know, if you spank, which I think you should. But if you spank, you spank, but then you hug them and talk to them and say, "This is why this is happening." Mm-hmm. They have to understand. Yeah. And to and to think they don't understand at a young age is yeah totally ridiculous. So let's just
1: be let's be candid. And you guys were really you're big on, on spanking.
2: We were. Yeah, Chase, our younger one, didn't need a whole lot. Because he would just, you could just look at him like you were mad at him and he would fall apart. Mm-hmm. Instantly yeah. cry, I'll never do it again. Mm. He's still to this day, will be like, I won't do it again, I won't do it again, I won't do it again. Where Caden's like, come on, man, Are you serious? Right? So Caden's okay. the tougher one. Caden's the one who, he would get a lot, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He would get a lot. Proper spanking, nowhere near child abuse, right? Proper, just a quick. Boom. A quick slap, right? Nothing that's going to leave a mark, just something that stings a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think it actually brings more peace to our home, too. Because I mean, me, totally. We're don't we we're not yelling. Our home is not a home of yelling.
2: It's yes. a home of, hey, you did this wrong. You know the consequence. Let's go. Uh, it's funny because my second thing was going to be consistent discipline. And it feels like they kind of work together. Here's how they work together. So we read a book years ago when we first started out called Shepherding a Child's Heart. And so that whole parent, their heart thing comes from there. And uh, consistent discipline matches with that. So the book was really big on not parenting out of annoyance. So our kids are 14 and 12 and it came up yesterday and we read the book when they were I think four and two. And so 14 and 12, parenting out of annoyance, meaning I'm correcting Caden because I'm in a position of authority and he's just ticking me off. I'm just pissed, dude. shut up dude. I shouldn't just tell you what to do because I have authority over you because what you're doing is bothering me. Mm. The only things I should really correct in you are when your heart, now you sinned or you talked back or you lied or you, your heart did something So I'm going to shepherd that heart back to like, this is how we need to be. But if I'm what Michelle get on me for, and she's right. If I'm just picking on Caden for stuff that annoys me, then when the heart stuff comes along, like a real thing comes along, he doesn't want to listen to me because I've been barking at him already. Hmm. So consistent discipline, consistent discipline on the same page, not out of annoyance, no empty threats. No. If you do that again and then don't do it. We've watched that so many times. It drives us crazy. One of my favorite stories. We had a birthday party for Caden and uh, a friend of ours was over with her daughter, and her daughter kept screwing around, and she said, hey, one more time, we're gonna have to leave. And the, she went ahead and, <laughs> and did it again, Fallon did it again, and she came over to Michelle, and she's like, Michelle, I'm so sorry, we have to leave. I said, are you really leaving our party? She said, yeah, I told her one more time, and she did it. And I said, good for you, see you later. And she missed like the last two hours of the birthday party. Wow, that's awesome. Was, but that kid is yeah. so good now, she's 14 now, she's such a good kid. You're right, there's a lot of warnings. Yeah, I of a we're giving did. all these warnings, and the, but here's what's cool. I think if if you're a single parent, it's hard because you got to have this conversation with yourself. And that's what's hard, right? But even a single parent can get away from the kids. They're going to bed and go, okay, I keep giving him chances. Tomorrow i got to have a – so you don't just slip back. In the morning, you wake up and say, hey, bud, just you know, I've been screwing up. I've been screwing up. We say, oh, my gosh, we tell them sorry so much.
0: Mm, Hey, sorry, I haven't
2: been parenting well. Um, Today, when I say something, you have to do it or else you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Because as a parent you get tired. Is that is that normal? Like do you feel like parents no. a lot of parents say sorry to their kids? The parents. parenting class we just taught actually two people after the week on saying sorry and being yeah. honest. Two people the next week came and said we told our kids sorry for the first time in years. Wow. And I was like, dude, literally I probably tell Caden sorry every day. Really? Yes, every day. Wow. Then I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, man. Like just I'm riding you too hard. It's not it's not it's not okay. Like so Michelle and I have always admitted our sin to our kids my parents were great parents but that wasn't something in their age range of like you know tradition or whatever they didn't really say sorry very much i remember my mom saying sorry for something but not like michelle and i it's constant michelle blows up at the kids like blows up she goes right back to them probably 10 minutes later gets them and it will cry sometimes and say, hey, I can't do that. Yeah. that. I don't get to sin because you did. I don't get to do that. So I'm sorry and I'm not going to do that. It's and a teaching like, moment. Yeah, because then they'll yeah. be like, well, we're sorry. We didn't want to make you so mad. Yeah. What if she just never walked back in? Right. Mm. Right. What would their relationship Which be Which is
1: like? probably what, you're right, a lot of families do. Sweep it under the rug, whatever. It never happened.
2: Right. And so the third thing on my three things is relationship is king. Mm. And I got this from your dad, from Scott, who's our, our my boss, our lead pastor here at the bridge. Uh, but he he really pushes on this as teenagers so if you're listening you've got little kids parent their heart consistent discipline tougher on them when they're little than when they're older that's that's the best thing i've ever learned from scott Hmm. now relationship is king now i would say when they were little relationship was a big deal too meaning those conversations after spankings or whatever but now this 10 through 20 man relationship is king letting them discover themselves letting them figure out what what do they want to be the one thing michelle did a really good job of is she never told them what they were she was really good she'd say brian don't tell them that they're extroverted don't tell them they're introverted don't tell them they're just keep being next to them and let them be whatever they're going to be now we guide them in faith absolutely we point them toward jesus and we want them to know him we really did but on that other stuff let it just happen
1: so you guide them on values but you let them kind of figure out who they're going to be personality wise yeah
2: because i thought caden was going to be me and just, yeah, just lead uh, and just be yeah. out front. And he's more like, let me play drums in the back and I'll do whatever you want me to do. Mm. Chase has become in school more the guy who rallies the kids around him, pulls groups together, helps people. And Chase is always the mm. quiet kid. So they're changing. So we're letting them change and we're building this relationship. Truck drives for me and Caden, going out me and Chase, playing Madden with Chase, um, uh, you know, learning their interests. So many parents on this last class we just had I could tell just don't know what their kids are interested in. They never ask them. You gotta ask them, you gotta
0: do it. We talked about this actually earlier on the on Down the River, which is I'm really glad yeah. you brought this back. It's just taking an interest is really foundational to having a relationship with your kids. You yeah. gotta take an interest in them. So my dad, you know, he's shorter than me. He likes wrestling, I like basketball. He was like, well, what are we gonna do? There's nothing we can do together. How, how can we have a common interest? That's when we started scuba diving. So he got scuba, scuba certified with me because mm-hmm. that was just something we could do together. And and that was huge for that. So good.
2: So anyway, those are the three things. I love it. I love it. And I'd love
0: for you to speak into this as well, Brian, but um, because you guys do so well with this is you have a community around your kids that it's not just, you know, it's not like you don't know that your kids as friends, but you you have a community around them that is helping yeah. helping come alongside of you. And I don't think a lot of parents have that, as far as having a youth group, having a church, having a community truth. around the kids. Because in some ways it is true that it takes a village to, to raise a kid. Right. I remember right. when I was 17, I was, it's it, 17 is kind of that age when, kids start to push away a little bit from their parents in the sense of trying to figure out, they're becoming an adult, they're trying to figure out. The parents
1: aren't the the first one they want to go to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so what really helped my parents and what also helped me at 17 was having a community around me of people that, youth leaders in my youth group, people that I could go to and just be like, I don't know if I can tell my dad or my mom this, but I feel like I can tell you.
2: Yes, someone else in their
0: life. Someone else in their life who's also on the team of my parents. It was just really nice to have that community around me going throughout that Such age. And I feel deal. like you've put your boys in that position.
2: From the littlest age, man, we've wanted Caden and Chase's closest friends to be kids who also want God. Now, it's at different levels because kids are growing up with God, just like we're trying to figure out our relationship with God. But we wanted them their closest. So Caden has a lot of school friends. Chase has a lot of school friends. But end of the day, their tightest friends are people that they were asking for advice, they'd be like, well, didn't we just learn this at youth group, or didn't God say, or didn't you hear Denham say, or the youth pastor, whatever. I want that to be the thing that comes out of the mouth of the guy who's there when I'm not there.
1: So, Brian, your kids are junior and seniors in high school. They're, they don't want to go to youth group. Every single time they're battling, they we don't want to go. Do you, What do you do? Yeah. So you, I you want think, to make their own decision, No, right? that's a
2: good question based on what I just said because what I mean when I say that is, as much as you can, you want them to choose Christ for themselves. But, yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked about this, Junior. We've talked about this, how you didn't want to go for a while yeah, yeah. at that age. <clears throat> and I'm so glad that your dad pushed you to do that. I think I'd still push Caden and Chase to do that.
0: It's not like a finger in the face saying no. right? you're going to
2: youth group. It's an arm around the shoulder saying, hey, this is this is why. This is what we do. Yeah. One thing I think the, the Nelsons have done really well that I see different with a lot of people is we do stuff because the Nelsons, that's just what we do. Yeah. So I yeah. have a lot of friends say, man, so-and-so won't say names. So-and-so, he doesn't want to go to youth group. Well, I've had people say, man, he just doesn't want to go to church. I'm talking seventh graders, guys. Yeah. He just doesn't want to go to church. <laughs> and I said, did you ask him? Because I've never asked my kid ever. <laughs> yeah. I've never asked my kid if yeah. they want to do their homework. I've never asked my kid if they want to go to youth group. Do you want to eat your vegetables? You just do it. The Nelsons, I remember yeah. when he was really little, Caden <laughs> uh, didn't lie for a friend. And the friend yelled at him and he said, you know, he said, Nelsons don't lie. Yeah. What a great answer a rather moment, than, huh? dude, I was teared yeah. up. It was awesome yeah. because again, his friend was like, I can't believe you didn't lie to the teacher. He said, Nelson's don't lie. What does that mean? It doesn't mean my dad told me not to lie. It was, I'm part of this and we don't do that. I'm part of this and we go to church. I'm part of this and we serve. I'm part of this and we go to youth group. We don't ask because it's not a question. We just yeah. do it. And somebody would be like, Brian, there's no way I could get my kids to do that. Just start slowly shepherd their heart, be consistent and start building the relationship, and you're going to be all right. Yeah. You will. It'll take a while, but you'll be all right. That's
1: great. Brian, that was awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, thank oh, that you, Brian. Thanks, man. No, we Dude, appreciate it. It's so good you. to be on your canoe, so I'm getting out, so you're good. <laughs> well,
1: that Brian, what a guy. What a guy. Well, hey, let's go and try it out. Let's do it. Like always, Junior, let's put some legs on this bad boy. I think Brian gave some excellent stuff.
0: Yeah, but let's not take any of it,
1: and let's just go to our <laughs> intro. <laughs>
0: well, no, I mean, with Brian, and I love this stuff, it's very, very specific for parents. It was. But I think when we talk about, because again, as we said earlier, we have a lot of singles in the canoe, we have a yeah. lot of grandparents in the canoe, so maybe let's, go. and Brian did touch on this. He did. Having the relationship, being relation, Take an interest yeah. in others. So this is
1: our tryout for the week, is find someone younger and just take an interest in them. Find a hobby they like and just listen to them find someone that you can uh, intentionally listen
0: to so that you can have influence over well thanks for hopping in the canoe we only have what maybe one or two left in the season before we take a break here but share this podcast. That is the biggest deal. We are at 59 reviews Not bad. on our podcast. Not 59. Bad. Let's get that up to us. It's pretty good, but I think we can do better than that. That's true. So like, subscribe, share, do all that. And hey, by the way, if
1: you would like to have us over for
0: dinner, yeah, me and Junior won't be eating at our homes for the next... Definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. And we promise we won't review your cooking. Love you. See you in the next river.